Welcome to season three, episode seven of Burner Talk. You are now listening to the podcast that keeps it real all the time. I'm your host, Jay, back with another episode where we have some relatable and potentially outrageous takes. On today's episode, I bring you guys the most guests I've ever had on one episode since I had six guests total on season one, episode 14, which was way back in February of 2021. To start us off, I'd like to introduce some fresh faces who are making their debut appearances on the show. Our first guest today is Elliot. Introduce yourself to the audience a little bit. Plug any social media you like to and tell us how you're feeling today. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Elliot. This is my first time on the pod. Um, big Miami Heat fan like the rest of us. Uh, if you want to follow me on social, you can follow me at, on Twitter at, uh, at 305WRLD. And um, I'm excited to get started. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on. And our next guest is someone with the same name as me, just spelled a little bit differently. I've known him for a while, but he's finally making his first appearance. Welcome, Jalen, to Burner Talk. Introduce yourself, plug your social media, and tell us how you're feeling. Hi, my name is Jalen Brissett. I'm from New York. I'm feeling pretty good. Glad to be on the pod. It's also my first time. I'm a Heat and a Laker fan, and my Twitter is little did we know. Glad to have you on, broski. And now we have our returning guest, one that goes by the name of Zed. He was on season two, episode one. Welcome back to the show. Make any shout outs you like and tell the world how you're feeling. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, my I'm talking straight out of Chicago right now. Um, my username, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's um, Zedcon at Zedcon1786 um, on Twitter. Um, I'm sure Jay will put our ads when he um, posts the episode of the pod, of the pod. But um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm a Heat fan, huge Heat fan. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you back. And last but not least, my co-host has returned. It's my boy, Tommy, the OG. Let the people know how you're feeling today. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Tommy. Um, Feeling great today, man. Can't wait for this episode. It's going to be a good one. All right, guys. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. Appreciate every single one of you. We got a ton to talk about, but um, before we get started, I'd like to ask Jalen and Elliot, since this is your first time on my podcast, uh, what's your experience with podcasts and how do you feel about them? And whoever wants to answer first. Uh, I, I'll go first. Um, so I do have a little bit of experience, you know, in like journalism and radio and all that. Um, last year, um, I did. Uh, guest in an episode of another NBA podcast called Courtside View. Um, and right now, this would be my second time appearing on a podcast, but I do also um, freelance for radio and television at my university. Um, I don't have much experience on podcasts myself. This is actually my first time being on one. I have lots of podcasts in the past, like on various topics, but I'm glad to be here. So let's see how this goes. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. Thanks for taking the time to join me. And I always ask my first guest what their experience is and, you know, just see what their mindset is before they join it. Because, you know, some people have like never heard of them, but they still want to join because it's a topic that they're passionate about. And that's essentially how I got into it. So it's just a bit of a curiosity thing for me. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So first, I want to talk about the Heat, obviously, and do a quick, not a full season recap, but um, a postseason recap. 
uh, lost to the Celtics in seven. It was a tough series, very tough series. Um, lost by four in game seven, which I think we should have took, but it was very close. Celtics ended up taking it. And I just want to see what your guys' reaction was like during game seven because me, I wasn't at home. I usually am at home, but I was out in public, so I can't go as crazy as I wanted to. But um, during that little run we had when we were down, I think we missed like it was it was I think it was eight or nine straight possessions. We didn't get a bucket. Uh, I was sweating, you know, my heart rate was up, but I was just around a bunch of people. So I couldn't have that experience. I usually want to, you know, going crazy cheering. But um, when we started to come back, you know, some some tables got pushed over. I thought I thought we were going to do it. So what was your guys reaction during game seven? of the ECF? The nerves are all over the place, man. I mean, going down 11, like, a few minutes, that's was like, it looks like it's all over. Then all of a sudden, shots just start going in. Like, oh, my God. Then Strews hits that impossible three, cuts the lead to two. And it's like, oh, my God. There's no way it's going to happen. But then Jimmy takes a three. I'm, I I'm, I push for the shot. I like the shot. Go for the win. Just unfortunately that he missed the shot. But, I mean, it was a good effort at the end to come back. Just yeah. fell short. Yeah, what was everybody's opinion on that shot? Do you think he should have took it or should have drove on Al Horford? What was your I mean, right at right after he took it and missed it, I was angry, so angry that I wanted to break something and I would have said no at the time. But you know, after everything settled down and I got to, you know, clear up all the bias, I think it was a good shot to take, considering like everything he'd done before. And I think that he wasn't wrong for doing it, especially since he was pretty good at the three line in the playoffs, but it was, it was just such, such a risk to take at that moment. And it just, it just sucks that it had to end that way. I'm piggybacking off of you saying that it was a risk to take. I feel like on one hand, I think it was a good shot he took, but on another hand, he could have went for a midi since Al Warford wasn't that close to him on defense. I mean, the thing is, I defend. I like the shot a lot. I think that um, going for the win, you know, because in my opinion, if we were in overtime, I think it would have been a much more stressful situation. I think that our entire team was tired at that point. Like, um, the gas just wasn't in in us to go um, in overtime. I could be wrong, but um, uh, I do like the shot. Jimmy has was better at shooting the three in the playoffs rather than the regular season. So, and in my opinion, he was the best player in the playoffs up to that point. So I defend the shot. Um, But yeah, I was disappointed we lost, but after a while I was able to get over it because I feel like we have an even better chance to win next year, in my opinion. So that's what I think. Yeah, I, I argued about that shot a lot, especially with my family. I was just – because they all watched the game, and I was just curious to see um, what they think, what their opinion was. And at the moment, I wanted Jimmy to drive because Horford was backpedaling. So I was thinking maybe if he drove, um, he could have got fouled, got the and one. But then, uh, like Elliot said, in hindsight, I think it was a good shot. and he had the right to take that shot given everything that he had done prior in the series. So, um, you know, we'd be calling him a hero right now if it went down. So I 
personally, I think it was a good shot. Now, at the time, I didn't. I was a little emotional. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, I don't think they had enough gas in the tank to push it uh, to OT. And Jimmy knew that in the back of his mind. He was trying to get it over with. So, at the end of the day, I, I think it was a good shot. And, Tommy, what was your reaction? Well, um, I was jumping around all over the place at, at the MVV I was at. And then uh, once he missed the shot, it was like, damn, like, disappointment. Like, all of the, all the, all the excitement that I had just straight to the floor. So you think you think he should have took it or took the layup? I think, okay, in the moment, I was angry. I was like, yeah, you have Horford backpedaling, and you're a damn good finisher. Like, go, take, go attack the rim and draw a foul and one, right? But then once the emotions got cleared up, like Elliot said, um, Taking a look at it, it's it's a good shot. It's open. You go for the win. You got to respect that mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't want to dwell on the past too much. You know, it was a, a good season. Got the first seed. Um, considering everything we went through, like, throughout the season with injuries and protocols, I think that's a feat in itself to have secured the first seed. So now in a week or so, it's going to be free agency. And I want to talk about the Heat's postseason moves. So before we start talking about other players we want to acquire, let's discuss what needs to be moved, what may, what moves need to be made internally within the organization. So obviously we're still contenders. We were one shot away from the finals. But it's been proven that it's not really in our best interest to run the team back after what happened with the bubble team. So – with our players that we have that are free agents right now, we got Oladipo, you got Markeith Morris, Dwayne Dedman, uh, Caleb Martin, who's a restricted free agent. Uh, which of these guys do you think we should bring back and which do you think we should let walk? And I'll let Elliot answer. Um, of the guys that are free right now, I think we can afford to let Morris and Dedman walk. For, for the minutes that they played for the Heat, I think that Morris, like – towards the beginning of the season before, you know, the whole uh, spar with Jokic happened. I think he was a really good bench player for the heat scoring and getting to the basket. Um, Deadman too was, he was pretty solid with rebounds, although he wasn't, I noticed that he wasn't as sharp as he was after we got him towards the deadline last year. And, you know, it sucks that it had to, you know, go down the hill for him. But I think that the heat can, afford to get um, a different uh, center to come off the bench for Deadman, And I think the other two guys that are free, um, Caleb and Oladipo, I think they should absolutely stay, um, even if we have to offer them less money. Um, and we also have Oladipo's bird rights, which gives us an advantage. So I think that those are the two that I think we should focus on keeping first before we start looking at anyone else um i agree um i also think um you know pj recently um declining his player option now like basically we're getting reports of every nba team wanting him now i think that's that should be a priority as well um of re-signing him he was a very important role player for us last year we've the season we've seen what he could do for us you know having that defensive presence um I know age is a concern, but for a guy at hit at that age, he's been very um, 
he's produced a lot for us. So I and I think he enjoys playing for this team. He's built a tight relationship with everyone on the team. So I think he wants to stay, but I don't know um, how teams are going to offer how what type of contract um, teams are going to offer him. I think we could offer him like a three-year, twenty-six million dollar deal. I think that's what I thought I saw someone say. Um, I do think we should keep Oladipo and try to keep Caleb Martin. Um, you know, Victor. I think um, you know he came too late in the season to like make that sort of adjustment. And we saw in the playoffs how when he um, is on, when he's hot, he can sort of do a little takeover. Um, So I think it's important to keep him. Uh, Caleb, we've seen what he could do. I mean, I wouldn't have like, you know, I wouldn't be too mad if he like goes to another team, but he would also be nice to keep. I do think though, Markeith Morris and Dwayne Dedman are going to walk. Um, I think they were on a, I think they went on a downward spiral this season. So yeah, that's what I think. I agree. Um, you yeah. Can, you um, can. Oladipo and Caleb are must signs. Um, they did so much for us this year. I mean, Depot, even though he came back very late in the year, um, when he got minutes on the court, he, he was a huge impact on defense and he had his moments on offense too. So I just can't imagine with the full all season of, you know, to get back to what he was before. I mean, Oladipo could be even better for us. And then Caleb, obviously, he was super good for us. Super unexpected as well. I mean, out of no, out of nowhere, like, he was in the, what, he was in the G League? No, he was in the G League, but on the Hornets, he didn't even get any minutes. And then to come to Miami, it's like, and to make that much of an impact on our team, it's like, wow, like, that's a guy that you want to have around for, for a while. And then PJ, I mean, he opted out, but and many teams want him, but he was a big piece for us too. But I don't know how hard Pat it is really going to pursue for him. But it'd be nice to have PJ back. Yeah, I agree with you because with Victor Oladipo, for someone coming back from injury, he's he played surprisingly well. So I feel like the Heat should keep him, and who knows, maybe they can make an even deeper playoff run with him. And with PJ Tucker he has played really well for them. So they should also prioritize pursuing him and making sure to keep him as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, with Markeith, I would say let him walk. Oladipo, uh, very surprising uh, coming off the bench. I enjoyed what he did for the team, uh, especially in the Celtic series. He was super, like he was insane defensively, especially on Jalen Brown. He's just, exposing his ball handling deficiency. Um, I forgot which game it was, but it seemed like he was stripping Jalen Brown every single possession, and uh, we got the win. I think, yeah, game three in Boston, uh, he's insane defensively, and I just like what he brings to the team. And also, you got to take into account that um, he barely played the regular season. So to come back and to play that intense level of basketball, and, you know, you hadn't played organized basketball in such a long time after coming off in such a significant injury. I think that uh, we should bring him back. And, you know, he's wanted to be in Miami for a long time. So I don't see a reason that uh, we let him walk. Uh, I guess it just depends on the money situation, but I'm sure he's willing to take uh, whatever 
um, to stay in Miami. And also with PJ, uh, he's had a lot of suitors. I've been seeing reports from Mark Stein that said the Sixers are the favorites at the moment. I wouldn't be shocked if he does go to Philadelphia. Uh, I enjoyed what he did for us, but obviously we can't give him that much money. Um, a three-year deal, he'd be, he'll be 40 at the end of it, um, getting $10 million. So if Philly wants to give that to him, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And they also have James Harden. I know he enjoys playing with James Harden from that Rockets team. And also Daryl Morey uh, is going to push hard to try to bring back that 2018 Rockets team. So I would not be surprised if he leaves. Deadman, he can walk. Not much to say on that. Uh, Caleb Martin, I enjoyed what he brought as well. Very athletic. He kind of reminded me of uh, Gerald Green back from the 2015 team. Uh, very explosive and a spark plug off the bench. So I'd be excited if we brought him back as well. I know he's restricted and somebody's probably going to overpay him. So we'll see what happens with that situation. So let's talk about the people that have their contractual obligations at the moment. So Tyler Hero's under contract. I'm pretty sure he's eligible for an extension, if I'm not mistaken. And then Duncan Robinson, uh, he's a trade piece as well. So do you think we should keep those two guys, um, you know, see what we can get for them in the market? What's your opinion? And I'll let Zed answer first. Um. Yeah, so for me, you know, look, I love Tyler. Right. I think he's he has potential. Um, we saw what he did in the regular season. Um, the playoffs, I understand he was not healthy, but he didn't do what we needed him to do. If we if we had a healthy Tyler and he produced the way he did in the regular season in the Celtics series, I think we would have been in the finals right now. And maybe we, we would have had a um, championship parade in Miami already. But um, regardless, I think that if we could, we could possibly use Tyler in a trade piece um, as well as Duncan. I liked what Duncan has done for us these past couple seasons, but like he had one, that one breakout game in game one against the Hawks this year, which was really nice to see, but I don't know. It's just, he couldn't really find his rhythm and, he, he used to be a guy where I was like, okay, if he shoots a three, he's making it. I don't get that feeling with him anymore. Really. I agree. Like, and, I mean, I think we should try to trade the both of them for a bigger star. Um, Potentially, Donovan Mitchell is the one I really want to happen. But, yeah, that's what I think, personally. Um, well, um, well, both of them, um, I like them. I mean, they've been good players for us, especially Tyler this year. He broke out, you know, six man of the year, all that good stuff. But his production in the playoffs, again, went down. It's not what we wanted from him. So it puts into question, really, like, do you want to keep him around or and wait for him to develop? Or do you want to trade him now for a superstar like Donovan Mitchell, per se? And um, I think I would pull the trigger if I were Pat Riley. I don't look clear like Donovan Mitchell. Even if... It involves, you know, Tyler Duncan, obviously. And Duncan can go, too. I mean, his contract is huge. I mean, he's one of the best shooters in the league, no doubt. And then and when we trade him, he's going to become a heat killer in the future. But, um, yeah, Duncan can go, too, with all due respect. And I appreciate both of their contributions to the Heat. But if we could trade them for Donovan Mitchell, I'd do it without hesitation. Personally, I feel like you can get away with keeping Tyler Hero around because – He's still pretty young, so I feel like next year 
he'll be able to take that leap and maybe even produce better in the playoffs. However, considering Duncan Robin, how badly Duncan Robinson played this season, I feel like you can get away with trading him for a decent piece. Yeah, I agree with you, Jalen, with uh, Tyler. Uh, he can obviously take that step. And like you said, he's only 22. So that option is still open for us to bring him back. But I do agree with Tommy at the same time. It's There's a little gray area in between there if you want to keep him and let him develop. But you also have to think about uh, Jimmy's window because Jimmy is 32 right now. And we don't know how much longer he'll sustain this level of play obviously he's still great he's a, a superstar but you have to take that into account do you want to let do you want to sit and let tyler develop or do you want to um go after that whale as they call it and i think we have the pieces to do so and you know also kyle lowry's been on those talks as well he's under contract and um that's that's jimmy's guy so it's all a matter of seeing what Jimmy wants to do. I think any move that we do make, it has to go through Jimmy. Like, there's no doubt about that. So, um, whatever they decide to do, if Jimmy is fine with it, I'm fine with it. Uh, he is our superstar. He's the cornerstone of, of the team right now. So, next up, I'm going to name some players that have been linked with the Heat via either trade or free agency, and I want everyone to give their opinion so I'm just going to give off some names. Would you want them on the team? Are they a bad fit? You know, just interpret it however you see fit. I'm just going to throw out some names. So uh, whoever wants to go first, Kyrie Irving. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll take Kyrie here. I'll take Kyrie here. That that man can get buckets at any time. So whenever, the, whenever you know, the Heat have had, Stretches in the year where the half court office has gone completely cold, and they have really, you know, we have an ISO bucket getter. If you, unless Jimmy, you count Jimmy and Tyler when he has his moments. Kyrie is that guy who can ignite offense at any moment. I mean, I was able to witness it live myself uh, when I went to the game against the Nets this year. Um, that man almost led a 20 point comeback on us. Kyrie can get it done. So I would absolutely not mind you know, having Kyrie in South Beach. Yeah, I agree, because you're taking pressure off of Jimmy in clutch moments with Kyrie. Um, I might have, like, a bit of an unpopular opinion about this. Um, and look, I know how good Kyrie is. It's just um, a matter of chemistry, availability, and age as well. I mean, look, what we would have to give up for Kyrie, because it would be a trade, um... It would be a lot in regards to getting someone else in the market. Um, we'd have to like um, give up quite a bit, I believe, for Kyrie. Um, he's also, I believe, he's twenty nine or he or thirty. I I believe he's around the around his thirties. He's a little older. Um, his availability is questionable as well because we've seen like for more than half of the season he was out. Um, because of uh, his vaccine um, issues or whatnot. So my biggest concern is, okay, his availability is a concern and how well he can uh, mesh with the team and have that chemistry with all the players, that's questionable as well um, because we've seen that um, there have been some internal 
locker room issues with the Nets and him. So that's my thing. I wouldn't really want to trade for Kyrie unless it was like a reasonable price, but I'm not really too high on trading for Kyrie. That's my thing though. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree. Uh, as much as Kyrie would be a great like floor general for the team like we needed and we kind of got with Kyle Lowry, I think just um, what we would have to give up for him and the risk of him probably not sitting or rather not playing and sitting out a few a good part of the season because of the whole locker room issue and vaccine thing. You know, I know Florida doesn't uh, make him get the vaccine, but still the locker room issues are something you have to think about. And, you know, unless his trade value is a bit lower because of the whole vaccine thing. I don't think it's, I think, I don't think it's worth the risk of giving up that much, probably have to give up a young player or two and a lot of picks for Kyrie. I think just the risk for him and the risk of whether he might play a full season or not for us. I think it's just too much to risk for this team. And I think we would be better off getting a player that, we could trust to be a star and also play more consistently for the team. Then again, you're right with that point. But then again, when you ask like for like the trade price, you could also um, like kind of like lower his trade price because of his off court issues. So maybe you could like fitness a way out of it to, to not give up as much for a player like Kyrie. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what I said because like and like what what you said when he's on, he's on. So like, that's the question is like, how much is his trade value? Because he sat out basically half the season, but when he played, he was still same old Kyrie. So that's the big question. Yeah, I definitely think it's a huge risk, but you know, Kyrie's a bona fide superstar. I got to agree with Tommy. Like if the opportunity is available to get him, I'll have to take Kyrie because it's Kyrie. So um, the next player is Zach Levine. What do you think about that, Elliot? Zach Levine, if if we can't get Kyrie, I think Zach Levine would be like my second or third choice for a trade or a sign. He is, I believe he's an unrestricted free agent this year or a restricted yeah. free agent. Yeah, he's unrestricted. Unrestricted. Okay. So that it might be hard to get him just because of our cap situation. I think we're almost right at the luxury tax with all of our players, assuming we bring them back. Um, so we probably have to work out a trade with the bulls in order to make a way to get a trade, probably a sign and trade with Zach, even though he's unrestricted. Um, yeah. I would love Zach Levine on the heat. So long as Pat Riley, who has my full trust can work out the cap issues with getting Zach. Cause he's, He's going to get paid a lot uh, for the kind of player he is. I mean, oh, sorry about that, Jalen. Sorry. <laughs> I think Zach Levine would work well. He's a really exciting player to watch, so seeing him on the heat would be fire. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't – I I like Zach Levine. You know, I, I live in Chicago, so I'm, like, sort of used to seeing all the Zach Levine highlights around here. But um, I think he would be a good – player that we could get um the thing is though there's been multiple reports that he's probably going to re-sign with the bulls so unless you know um 
Pat Riley um, go like invites Zach to come to Florida and give him the sort of uh, Chris Bosh recruitment treatment. I don't, I don't know, honestly, but if we can get him, I wouldn't, I'd love to get him. I, Pat Riley has my trust. Um, and I think we will make a big move. Would that be Zach Levine? I'm not sure. Um, but he would be nice to get. I think his defense is what people are worried about a little bit, but um, I think we could make it work it out. Um, it's just we'd have to see with the entire cap issue, but yeah. Um, Zach Levine will be an amazing player for the Heat. He won't be easy to get, though, if, you know, of course, we're going to try to get him, but it won't be easy. I mean, like like you said, there's multiple reports already out that he's likely going to sign the extension with the Bulls. Um, getting Zach Levine probably won't be a uh, reality, but it's one that like we'd love to have happen if you know you can't get Mitchell or Beal or anything like that. Yeah, I I agree. I'd like to have him, but there be have to be some type of way we'd have to facilitate facilitate a sign and trade because uh, Zach Levine he's an expensive player to get. So, and we obviously don't have the cap to make that situation work. But I, I would love to have Zach Levine in Miami if the opportunity arose. And the next player is Donovan Mitchell. We'll start with Jalen this time. Um, I feel like he would be a cool fit for the Heat. However, I feel like trying to trade for him would be hard because I don't see the Jazz letting him go so easily. Um, For me, uh, I, I want Donovan Mitchell so badly and I feel like um tomorrow I feel like during the draft we're gonna like something's gonna happen where he's gonna get traded that's my feeling though but um I'd love to see him get traded here I that's like the player at the top of my list that I want because he would be such a good fit for us um you know Dwayne Wade already being a part owner of the Jazz um I think that helps us in a way. Um, and people have compared him to Dwayne Wade before. Um, and I think there, there isn't much to say. I think every Heat fan would want him um, to play for us next season. And he's young, so that's the advantage. With Otherwise, with guys like Kyrie, Bradley Beal, those guys are – um, getting older, Donovan got drafted in 2017. I believe he's like really young, so I think he would be a good piece for us. He is a young superstar, in my opinion. That's what I think. I want Donovan Mitchell so badly, and I think all Heat fans are praying that he gets traded here. So, yeah, that's what I think. Donovan Mitchell equals NBA finals. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I what I like about Donovan Mitchell so much is that he can play most like shooter positions on the court, so he can do a lot of roles for the Heat. And you know, D Wade being an owner of the Jazz, I feel like this is all part of a plan that's building up to something really big. You know, not assuming anything, but Donovan Mitchell, like out of all the big players that we've mentioned that are connected to the heat. I think he's the best fit for the team just because of what he does. Uh, there's um, breaking news. Breaking news. Oh my God. Jeremy Grant just got traded. To who? 
to Milwaukee. 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 What? what? Oh my gosh. What? Holy. No way. Oh my. No, no, Tommy. Tommy, he got traded to the Blazers. Oh, to the Blazers. Oh, first round pick via Milwaukee. Bro, Tommy. Tommy, you can't do that, bro. I see. No, I see. No, no, no. I'm blind. I'm blind. I'm blind. I'm blind. Yeah, I read it. I, I read it wrong as well. I saw, I saw traded to Milwaukee. I saw Detroit traded Jeremy Grant, and I saw Milwaukee as the last team, and I shit my pants. Tommy, no, you can't do that, fam. Dang. <laughs> False alarm. False alarm. False, False alarm. alarm. Okay. He still got traded. He still got traded. But all right, live trade reaction on the pod. That's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> Jeremy Grant's <laughs> a for a 2025 first round pick via Milwaukee. One first round no. pick is all it took. Dang. You know the crazy thing? Jeremy Grant was the next person on my list. Well, we can... I was wondering when he was going to come up. That's crazy. I had a feeling he was going to come up as well. That is Dang. crazy timing. Jeremy Grant would have been a good player on the Heat. Okay, so that Woj bomb or Woj's nuke was insane. Um, yeah, for, first of all, Tommy, you can't scare me like that. I thought it was Heat news at first. And then you said to Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant to Milwaukee. I was like, you got to be kidding me. My apologies. Um, guys, do not drive and break wash bombs. Yeah, that was scary. But, I mean, all it took was a first-round pick. Uh, we obviously got the, the live reaction, but what do you think about the trade details? Um, the NBA is a crazy world. I mean – I mean, I expected at least a player and a couple of picks. I mean, but just a first-round pick, I mean, I don't know if there's more to break for that trade, but, I mean, if that was it for Jeremy Grant, then Jesus Christ. As like, I guess we must we must value these players more than um, the GMs do because I thought it would take way more than that. I don't know. And uh, that – I was surprised at that trade. I thought, like, if we were to trade Jeremy Grant, I thought it would have to include, like, I don't know, someone like Duncan. But um, I was surprised at that trade. If that's all we needed a trade for um, uh, Jeremy Grant, I can't imagine, like, what it would be for um, got other players like Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal. I can't imagine. Because, well, that's part- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just can't, like, imagine because, as you said, Jay, yeah, I think the GM uh, views – the NBA GMs view the players differently than how we do, I think. But, yeah. I mean, if it only takes, you know, one first pick, one rather one first round pick to get a player like Jeremy Grant, who would be a starter on most teams, um, that kind of like sets the market for trades this summer. And so maybe if we're talking about the heat, then maybe they might not have to give up as much for a player if they wanted to go after a player like Jeremy Grant then they might not have to give up as much as we thought. Yeah, and we got to keep that in mind for the stars that we're trying to attain. And, yeah, like I was saying, uh, that's kind of crazy because Jeremy Grant literally was next on my list. (laughs) And then we got the Wolds bomb out of nowhere. So um, there's your answer for the Jeremy Grant question. Uh, I I agree with Zed. That's probably the craziest moment we've had on Burner Talk so far. you know, just glad the recording didn't blow up before we got that reaction. So our next player is Bradley Beal. 
So uh, I think I know a lot of answers on this, but let's see what we got. So we'll start with Tommy. Um, Bradley Beal, um, great player. He's a great scorer. Um, he can get you 30 a night easily. Um, I'd love to have him here. Now, would he want to come here? I don't know. I mean, the report last night that he declined to opt into his contract to make him the free agent. And then, but then um, Beal tweeted about it, like, immediately after, like, huh? And it's like, so, like, questions, like, does he really want to leave Washington? He probably just wants to sign the Supermax with them. That's what I think. I'd rather be the player. I love him here. But I do not think he's going to sign anywhere else but Washington with the Supermax. I, I think so, too. I think it's kind of like what Kawhi did last year. Like, we all thought he was leaving L.A. after he um, turned down his option for the year. But then he ended up staying for another two years for more money. So anything could happen with Beal. He could leave Washington if he's had enough or because he's, you know, he's like, Dame. he doesn't want to leave Washington until he gets what he wants or rather he gets what he wants to win. So it really could go either way. This is like, you know, a wild card for any kind of team that wants him. I mean, yeah, I, as I said, I Bradley Beal's a little older. I mean, we've been going, like we've had this, these rumors of him, potentially going to Miami or leaving Washington for the last three years. I mean, I just don't think he's leaving. I think he's probably going to sign the Supermax. Um, we'd have to give up much more to get Bradley Beal. So would I like to get him? Yes, if the, if this was a couple years ago. But I wouldn't want to get him now because of the cap issue and the amount of players we'd have to give up. So that's what I'm saying. But, yeah. Yeah, I myself agree. I'm pretty sure he's just going to stay and sign for more money. I mean, who would turn down a Supermax? Yeah, we've uh, we've known this for a while now. I'm not sure Bradley Beal cares about winning at this point. Um, more of a, a money guy. But if he came to the Heat, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. Like Tommy said, he can average 30 points a game, create his own shot. And that's something we need. Uh, do I think it's realistic? No but I would enjoy having him on the team. And then the last player I had in mind was Mo Bamba. So what do you guys think about him? I'll let Zed start. So Mo Bamba, I think he, I like Mo Bamba. I think he would be a cheaper option to get. Um, I think he plays power forward center. So he probably, if let's say, um, you know, we keep PJ, he'd probably be the backup. Or he could start potentially in either case if he, like, you know, um, if PJ leaves, I think Mo Bamba would start. But um, I think I, I like Mo Bamba. If we can get him for cheap, I think that would be nice. Um, you just have to drive a couple hours from Orlando to Miami to come on over here. So I think I would like it, but for cheap. That's what I think. But, yeah, I think he would fit with us. I think so too, especially pairing him next to Bam would work out very well. Um, Mo Bamba, I mean, uh, he's a good young player. I mean, he's got time to develop still. I think he could do that development just fine with us here in Miami. Um, I wouldn't mind taking Bamba for a nice little cheap contract. Um, like Jalen said, um, you could pair him next to Bam, and um, you know, let Bam do more work, um, at the power forward, which I believe that he thrives in. 
So having Bamba to pair next to Bam uh, would be um, very nice for us. Yeah, I agree with uh, Tommy about like having him as the center to start for the team. Um, I think that that would take like a lot of weight off of Bam's shoulders so that he can do his thing, which is, you know, get into the basket and getting just easy two pointers um, with his hooks and with mid range shots. And I think Mo Bamba would be like the, the anchor, the rebounder, the, the like the big guy for the team that the Heat kind of need uh, to keep this thing going. Yeah, I agree with Elliot and Tommy. Um, I think we could use him at that five spot, kind of like we did with uh, Myers Leonard a few years ago, and then have Bam, just uh, two big bodies. And it's it's been a debate about what Bam's actual position is. Me personally, I think he would su- succeed more at the four. I don't know. But I think if you get a player like Mobamba, who's his natural position is a center, I think that would mesh well and he can stretch the floor as well. So if we can bring him in for cheap, I wouldn't mind it at all. And like you said, he's also a, a young developing player and he's only getting better. And we need some size on the team because that was getting exposed a little bit with um, the Celtics height with Robert Williams and Al Horford and stuff like that. So I think we definitely need that. And it's uh, one of the deficiencies of the team that needs to be addressed in the offseason. So our last topic of today, moving on from the Heat, well, still talking about the Heat, but tomorrow is the NBA draft. And just got one question for you guys. It's not going to be a big discussion about it. But the one I had was, if you're the Orlando Magic, who are you taking with the first pick and why? We got Chet Holmgren, Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Jay and Ivy, et cetera. So who would you guys take and start with Tommy? Um, So between Chet, um, Jabari, Paolo, and Jay and Ivy, I'd probably go with Bancaro for the Magic. I mean... Chet, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing with Chet is I don't think he's going to be as successful in the NBA. I think he's going to be a bust. Um, I think – I'd also think that the Magic would have too many bigs, you know, if they had Chet. So how would you utilize Chet on the Magic? I don't know. I think Paolo would be perfect for them. He could run the four next to um, Wendell Carter. And um, they can have Cole Anthony with their backcourt with Markel. And then eventually, hopefully, they could get Jonathan Isaac back and then they could have a really nice, solid young five with Mancaro. So I would take Paolo as um, the number one pick. Yeah, I sort of got to agree with Tommy on this, except I don't think – I think Chad is going to be a good player in the NBA. I just think that um they have a lot of bigs on the team. If they draft Chet, um, so I, I think Paolo would be good. Um, As you said, I think him – I think he would be a good young player for them. At the four, um, and he, I think he is the best player in the draft. And then I'd put Chet as like the second best player in the draft. But yeah, I think um, the Magic are probably going to choose between Chet and Paolo. That's what I think. Probably Chet, but they should go with Paolo. That's what I think. But yeah, I think um, if I'm the Magic, I think I want to draft Chet Holmgren only because I think that's what they need the most because I think there's a good chance that Mobamba is leaving the Magic since he had a pretty like good year compared to his first few 
few years as a young player. He, like, stepped up a lot this year in terms of, like, scoring for the Magic. And I think that that's going to get him more money somewhere else on a different team. And I think to be for the safest option and the best option, Chet Holmgren is the best choice for the Magic just because he's the big man. And Orlando's had a good track record in the past few years of um, playing with uh, big men on the court. So I think Chet would be the best choice. But I wouldn't be surprised if they also take Paolo since He's got all as good, if not a better fit for the Magic. Personally, I I feel like Chet would work very well. Um, I don't know if it was um, Elliot or Zaid who mentioned it, but I will also see Mobamba leaving. So I feel like Chet would work in replacing that hole that Mobamba leaving would possibly have. Yeah, that that's what I suggested because I just think he might leave. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah, I think that um that, that there is all this speculation with Mobamba leaving because I do think Chet will get drafted to the Magic because um yeah Mobamba has had a good year but I think um other teams like us could use a guy like Mobamba for cheap so I think the Magic are gonna maybe want to walk away from. Mo Bamba and go towards Chet tomorrow. That's what I think. But yeah. Okay. So I've actually got a different answer than all four of you. Me personally, I would take Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Just, I think he has the most upside out of all of them personally, because he's 6'10, I believe. I may be wrong about that, but. You know, very tall, very lanky, uh, kind of reminds me of KD in that regard. Uh, you know, he has a quick handle, a tight handle. He can shoot. He's He essentially reminds me, I don't know if y'all played NBA 2K15, but he reminds me of a demigod from NBA 2K15 when the game was glitched. That's the best description I can give to you. So I just feel like he has the best uh, upside out of all of them. And if I'm the Magic that's who I'm taking. He averaged 17 and eight at Auburn, I'm pretty sure. So, um, you know, all of them are good choices. Uh, Jay and Ivy, he's had comparisons to uh, John Morant and Derrick Rose. He models his game after John Morant. And um, Paolo Bancaro, he's, I say he has like the most NBA ready body physically. So you could take him as well. He's also a great player and played under Coach K. And Chet Holmgren, I don't know if I agree with you, Tommy, about him being a bust. I think he'll produce. I think it'll just take him a while to come into his own because um, he's very skinny as well, so he'll probably need to put on some muscle to uh, be a center in today's league because when you think about it, he has, has to go up against, like, Embiid and That's the reason Jokic. why I think he's going to be a bust. I mean, yeah, he he has a very tall body, but he's so skinny. He he right. he gonna get punished down low for sure. Yeah, especially against Embiid. Like, he could probably hang with with the mediocre bigs of the league, but when he goes up against the top dogs, right, he's gonna get he's gonna get cooked. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you in that regard. I'm I'm still gonna give him a chance though. But um, yeah, me personally, I'm taking Jabari. So, uh, the Heat, they have the 27th pick. So. This is the last question of the day, and I'm going to give it to Jalen on this one. So my question is, what should the Heat do with their draft pick? Do you think 
we should utilize it, take somebody there, or um, use it in a trade package. I feel like using it in a trade package will work best because I I would consider the Heat to teeter between developing their players and being in win-now mode. But I feel like when it comes to the draft, they should focus the focus on trading that pick to get someone valuable. Yeah, I think what's probably going to happen is that we're going to tr- we're going to trade that pick. Um, uh, I just the thing with the Heat that's different from a bunch of teams in the NBA is we know how to find talent. We have like und- undrafted players who play who played great for us this year. You know, we find hidden talent. Um, so I think tr- trading that first round pick tomorrow for a valuable player would be the best. And I'd say it's a realistic option. I haven't heard that much in terms of like the, who would the heat draft? I might be wrong on that, but I just see the heat trading that pick for um, a star. And we, and I think we'll find talent in the second round or in the undrafted um a pool of players. That's what I think. Um, I to be honest, I really wouldn't know who we drafted twenty seventh. So I'm gonna have to agree with everyone else here. I would use the twenty seventh pick in a trade package to try to see if we can get either more picks or some player that could help that could help produce for us. Yeah, as much as much as it would be like interesting to see who they would draft, I don't see them using the pick. I think it's the pick's gonna get traded for probably a starter on draft night, you know, probably who knows, it might be Donovan Mitchell. It might be somebody else. Um, but I think Miami's just going to go their old way and just sign someone who's undrafted after the, for, after the draft is over, probably like another point guard player that's undrafted that, you know, Miami could develop, probably learn behind Lowry, that kind of thing. Yeah. As we all know, Pat Riley loves flipping draft capital, but to answer Tommy's question, when you said you don't know who we would take, I was doing, I was looking at some mock drafts um, to see some options, and it said Trevor Keels. Um, I forgot what school he went to. He's a guard. Um, the other was Jaden Hardy out of the Ignite from the G League, and Christian Brown. I have a little bit a little bit of bias towards him because he he went to Kansas, so we'll love to see him in Miami. But um, Christian you know, Brown, yeah, Christian Brown. Oh my God! Yep. Oh, that man cooked this in the final NBA eight. Yeah, there's a bunch of mock drafts that have the Heat taking them if we do use the pick. So I would love to see him in Miami if that's the case. But I agree with all of you that uh, we should trade the pick if something pops up to where we can use it um, to acquire a Donovan Mitchell or whatever the case may be. But, yeah, guys, that was my last question. Is there any other final thoughts you guys had about anything? Uh, I do have one thing. I think, you know, they have the history of, like, getting really good undrafted players. I think um, that a really good player that they could get undrafted um, is a player that's pretty local, you know, um, player Cameron McGusty, the power forward from the Miami Hurricanes. I think he would be a good bench fit for Miami um, in the Heat organization. He could probably play summer league, and I just wanted to get 
people's thoughts on that. If you, that is, if you do follow college basketball as much as I do. I watched a lot of UN basketball this year and any one of those boys, I love on the Cam Augusty, Charlie Moore, uh, Miller, you name it. I love them on the heat. I mean, they could do some great things, especially McGussie. He's he he can score the ball, man. If you if you if you take him, do developing, um, he'll be a special player. Yeah, I watched a little bit of the Hurricanes this season. Um, so I think, as you said, Tommy, I think anyone from that team would be nice to have in the undrafted market. But yeah, uh, I think. What our team is known for is, like, getting undrafted talent. We've seen it with, like, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Kendrick Nunn, who's on the Lakers now. Um, but, yeah, we we know how to find talent So in the undrafted pool. So uh, it would be nice to – yeah, I think someone from the Hurricanes would be nice as an undrafted player in the summer league. But, yeah, I like I like that idea. I like that. Yeah, Cam Mcgusty is a hooper. Um, they played Kansas in the was it the second round of the tournament? I don't remember, but Elite Eight. Oh, that was a Elite Eight. Okay, I got bad memory. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Elite Eight. Uh, yeah, Cam Mcgusty is a hooper. Um, I enjoyed what I saw out of him in the tournament because I'm being a Heat fan. I'm not a a Hurricane fan, but a lot of the Heat fans are Hurricane fans, so I saw a lot of talk about him and Charlie Moore as well. I'm a Kansas fan, so I, I saw it firsthand what he can do um, on the big stage. So I think if they do get him out of the undrafted pool, that it could be another diamond in the rough, as we usually always do with one of the best developmental programs in the league. So, yeah, I could see it for sure. And uh, if he – if we don't use that pick and trade it, like you said, I think that's the way to go and look in the undrafted pool. And I'm sure our scouting team will find somebody. We don't know who it is right now, but they'll find somebody probably average 15 next year. So yeah, guys, I think that's all I had today. Uh, thank you for taking the time to come on, but I do have some bad news. The Woj trade reaction was not recorded. What? Oh, oh, dang. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Don't tell me it got, like, cut off at a bad time. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Off at time. Yeah. No, no, I'm just messing with y'all. I got it. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, say, bro. We got to make a fake reaction <laughs> to the Wolves <laughs> No, we got the live reaction. I'm just messing with y'all. I was ready to get my YouTube clickbait mode activated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. good. I was gonna. All right, guys. Uh, as always, thanks for keeping it real. This is your host, Jay. Thanks again to my co host, Tommy, Jalen, Elliot, and Zeb. Uh, you just listened to Burner Talk, and I'm out. I'll see you later. Peace. <laughs>